Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! Hi, this is Ferguson. Mike. Anthony DiGennaro. Ben Templesmith. Bo Buckley. Dan Donnelly. This is Don Maselli. And this is Drew Domkus. This is Drew Bolduke. And Dan Nelson. And Gray. Jeff Bromley. Johanna Stokes. I'm John Wigger. Julie from 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Katrina Hill, the action flick chick. This is Keith Ledge. Kevin Donahue. Kim Poirier. This is Kyle Stevens. And this is Jim DeMonacos. And we're Kirby Crackle. Lori Beckman. Metal Mikey. Michael Allen Nelson. This is Michael Kupperman. Mike Davis of Stag Films. Mike Mignola. Molly Beck Ferguson. This is Scott from the Disney Indiana Podcast. Neil Machino. Paul Hungerford. Rachel Bloom. Rob Housechild. Robert Arbest. Root Rod here. This is Steve. And this is Gord from the Bone Bat Show. I'm Bo Fader. And I'm Brockton McKinney. Thomas Burdinsky. Tracy T. Jen Soska. And I'm Sylvia Soska. And, and we're, we're the Twisted Twins. Vaughn from Motion Picture Massacre. Wayne Kotke. Sami Farmer here, and you're listening to a Little Dead podcast. Place for the full frontal... Nerdity. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, nerdity. full frontal nerdity. Cool. Visit alittledead.com. Pew, pew, pew. For the Bone Bat Podcast, where you can listen to Steve and Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone Bat. I could feel the Christmas noose beginning to tighten. Cutting stars into my sideburns. So when will he learn? Oh, when will you be 
Welcome to episode 80 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Saturnalia. Saturnalia? Sorry, maybe some of you ancient Romans could call me up and tell me how to pronounce that. They might. They might do that. So what's going on these days? Oh, buying Christmas presents because that's the one we do, Christmas. And uh, decided to free up a little extra money so I could buy Christmas presents by returning one of my Xbox 360 games. And let me tell you, if you're going to return games, if you're going to sell back games, Amazon seems to have the best deal going right now. Rage, you can get 12 bucks from the other guys. You get 20 bucks on Amazon. 20? They do the postage. They send you the label you got to print. All you have to do is put it in the box and follow the directions. Which proved way too complicated for me. So don't do what I did, because here's what I did. I went, 20 bucks, sure, yeah, hit yes, hit print. They say, okay, push this button, print. My printer does his thing. I go leave the room, put the disc in the box, seal up the box, pull the label off the printer that is printed up, tape it to the box, take it to the local UPS store to drop off to be picked up. Nothing out of pocket for me. Just waiting for my little $20 to appear on my Amazon account. And when I get back from dropping it off at the UPS store, that's when I see on my printer the other piece of paper that printed. Because Amazon has you print two. One of which is a shipping label, which goes on the outside. The other is the label, the little piece of paper that goes inside the box. You're supposed to put that inside <laughs> before you So they know it who it's from and they can properly credit you yeah I'm sure. so they know like oh i don't know who it's from right who to credit so <laughs> i suck don't do that yeah don't do that <laughs> so enjoy your copy of rage amazon damn it oh well, what, what are we, we listening to tonight we are listening to we're doing the kind of thing we do every once in a while uh playing a few of our favorite hidden cuts from the last year so these are tunes that were kind of in the background while we were yapping the opening tune tonight was uh, Stop Plate Tectonics by Grammar Club from the album MC Horse Rides Again. You uh, may recall that uh, Beefy joined us for episode 60 and talked a little bit about that release. You know, since then, Gord, uh, yes. Beefy has had a new uh, EP out, Adventures of Beef Thompson, Vampire Hunter. And Shale Riley, his partner on that project, has had ultimate songs from the pit. So they've been pretty prolific this year. All right. Kind of cool. proliferate, guys. 
Kind of cool to hear a lot of great new music in addition to Grammar Club, all in one year. So, well done, gentlemen. Absolutely. So, as we go throughout the episode, we'll be playing a few more of our favorite cuts from different groups. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. So, can we get right into what pisses us off? Yeah, let's jump right in. I have a legitimate piss-off bitch. Not my usual things. Oh, you know, I'm scared of clowns. I stubbed my toe. Oh, that kind of thing. No. I, I am genuinely angry at the CVS pharmacy drugstore chain because they they have a pharmacy attached to their drugstore, which is mm-hmm. why they call it that, I guess. And I get my pharmaceuticals from them. It's the old longs. It turned into CVS. It's convenient. It's right there. It's reasonably priced. They don't gouge you with their super saver discount card. They want you to have one, but if you don't, they don't care. But here's the thing. I go and get my, my allergy medicine because I got the allergies. My little Flonase spray up the nose stuff so I don't sneeze my brains out when hay fever season rolls around. And I've noticed when I got other prescriptions there, what they do is they cold call your house. Like after a month or so after you get a prescription and they try to sell you. They're like, hey, you want to buy some Flonase? And the thing is, they don't even really do a good job of checking to see if it's you. So they call. Is this Gordon? Yes, it is. This is CVS Pharmacy. We've noticed you haven't got a prescription for Flonase in a while. Uh, Is that running out? Is that something you still need? You know, can we set you up with some new? They're like the pusher man. Goddamn the pusher man. (laughs) So it's not so bad with me and my allergy medicine because who gives a crap? But what if it was not me answering the phone? What if it was like my kid answering the phone and he said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to call. Because what if I was, you know, getting medicine for recurring case of something I didn't want him to know about. What if he was like all of a sudden clued into his dad getting medicine for, you know, recurring bleeding anal warts or antipsychotic medicine or, or something. There's just all kinds of ways this can go wrong. Birth control pills. You still birth need control those, Gord? pills. I noticed you haven't re-upped on your birth control pills lately. That's right. Hey, uh, how are you doing on that herpes medicine? <laughs> You know, you don't want your brother-in-law answering because the phone and finding out you have herpes. If you have a flare-up, I'm your man. Give us a call. I don't know. Is this even legal, what they're doing? This can't be good. <laughs> but regardless, it pisses me off. It pisses me off that they're calling and divulging potentially sensitive information. God forbid I ever get bleeding, recurring anal warts and need medicine for it. And my brother-in-law <laughs> finds out. God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> What about you? What pisses you off besides me? You know, that's funny you should mention that. Today, actually, I was in Google Docs, (laughs) and I was adding some stuff to the show notes, and all of a sudden, as from nowhere, profanity starts springing forth from Google Docs. Shouldn't they only allow one person in Google Docs at a time? (laughs) Come on. I don't think that you should be allowed to taunt me in Google Docs while I'm trying to type something. In real time, I can like type over what you're typing to make it say things you don't want it to very, say. Very, very filthy, dirty, disturbing things, which you're quite good at. I'll give you that. But yeah, uh, yeah that's a good 20 it, minutes when I could have been working. Exactly. That hampers productivity. So I giggle I a guess, lot. <laughs> I guess that pisses me off that uh, my productivity was hampered. If you're worried about productivity, you shouldn't have been on Google Docs anyway. I guess you probably have a point there. You know, we got a couple of calls of some of our listeners who are pissed off about stuff. Let's take a listen. 
Hello, Bone Pad Show. This is Gareth calling from Calgary in Canada. What pisses me off? Well, tonight, it's threefold. One, my kids want to go stay in bed. Put them to bed, they just keep getting up. God, it's pissing me off. Second, the dishwasher at work. If you take a dish out of the dish, take everything else out that's clean. Don't leave it for me. But my biggest piss off tonight, wife's out. No problem. Kids, when they finally go to bed, great. Finally got time to play on my PlayStation 3. And what happens? System updates. Stupid system updates. Two hours in, and we're still waiting. Anyway, that's my little rant. Hopefully I'll feel better now. You like to have yourself a good Christmas. Talk to you later. Mm. Bye. Wow, you know, this is actually the time of year, too, when kids don't be sleeping. No, there there be very little sleeping going on around here. Yeah, what with the Santa and Hanukkah Harry and whoever else that may or may not be coming. Kids yeah. don't sleep. It's kind of hard for uh, Dad to get a little action in edgewise, if you know what I mean. Don't get it in edgewise. Just go straight on. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to get that quality mommy-daddy time. <laughs> When the kids are awake until 1 in the morning. Because some people got to work tomorrow. They can't be awake all night. Maybe you just need to traumatize your kids into sleep. Get them walk in on you <laughs> once. That's all it'll take. They'll stay in bed. You know, though, the PlayStation thing, man. Two hours of updates. and you, I'll say this for Xbox. There has never been an update that's been more than about five minutes. Yeah, even when they do, like, the huge, we're redoing the dashboard, like, major thing. It's... 10 minutes, maybe 15, and they've done that, what, twice in the last five years? Let's talk about that. You know what? I'm a little pissed off about the new Xbox Live facelift. I got to admit. It confuses me. It confuses me, and you know what? It's the kind of thing that makes sense if you are working on a touchscreen. You see a box that says Netflix, you touch that box, it works. But if you're using an Xbox controller to try to scroll over, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, and you know what else is kind of you gotta of go weak down sauce? twice and over right, <laughs> up down up down. You have to do the Konami code. Yeah, it's to... like fucking Tetris. God, you know what else is just sort of irksome is Xbox has always had a bunch of ads for things that you could buy. <laughs> well, that's worse on the now. Xbox. That's definitely now it's, worse. It's much more in your face. Yeah, that that was the whole point I think of this latest facelift was to shove advertising more in your face. And if all those services they advertised were, like, part of the experience on Xbox that you're already paying for, that'd be cool. I'd be like, oh, good, now I have all these other things that Xbox does. But it's not. It's like, now I have all these other Xbox things to do if I wanted to pay for those, too, and I don't, so go away. I've got a question, and maybe some listeners can fire in or email with their opinions on this, but, like, to me, we don't really have Hulu because we do Netflix, it's kind of yeah. like one or the other. Do, yeah. do people have both? Do people use both regularly? Because I see, like, it's on the Xbox Live thing right there. Hulu, Netflix, and whatever else. Plus, uh, they have their own inherent video rental service. So why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you would have. Is there something specific three, that Hulu gives you that Netflix doesn't? I guess person? access to Sariant Live clips? I don't know. I don't know. You know what's being watched like crazy in my house is like every single episode ever, starting from episode one 12 years ago of Top Gear. My oh. kids have been watching the hell out of Top Gear. You know, that, that show, 
after you recommended it on in multimedia triage, I watched mm-hmm. a few episodes and there was like this one episode that was freaking awesome where the three guys had to spend, I don't even know what, some really tiny amount on cars in the middle of South America. And they, oh, yeah, that was great. They dumped them on the side of a river. Like out of a raft. Yeah, and they had to drive them like to the coast of Chile or whatever. And yeah. that was the coolest episode ever. And I never saw an episode that cool again. Oh, there's only a handful of those. There's one in where they drive across Africa, the, the desert in North Africa, which is great. There's another one that they do in Vietnam. The ones where they actually go to a foreign place that's you know not inside of Europe is those are all pretty great. Yeah, that, that, you know, I'm not even watching. My kids are the ones watching all these, and then they're hitting me with car trivia as if it was Pokemon trivia. Just like, <laughs> oh, do you know the difference between the Lamborghini Gallardo and the Lamborghini? Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, does and it matters about as much as Pokemon matters because I'm not going to own a Lamborghini. <laughs> Yeah, but you might own a... No, you're not going to own a Pikachu. That's no, I'm like, not going to own a Pikachu. <laughs> you're not going to own a Licky Licky. What? <laughs> okay, we have one other voicemail. Hey, Stephen God. Just Stuart calling from UK. Fantastic show. You know, I... I you know, this... Awkward again. Thanks for talking myself. I thought it just launched in what pissed me off, you know, recently. You know, there's a certain company invented about seven years ago in 2004. Well, it's probably about seven years old now. It's called Google. You know, Stephen, you should use it. You know, you might actually find what you're looking for. No. Thanks for the show. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for that, Stuart. I didn't know they had Google in Wales. <laughs> I don't know. What is it called there, though? It's called Google. <laughs> Google. <laughs> don't ask me how to spell it so is it in googlic it's in googlic (laughs) oh no No, that's ireland isn't it oh right yeah they're the ones that speak googlic all right well Well, listen to another tune wait you know what i want to go back to gareth's point about the 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 situation at his place of employment with the dishwasher because plumbing at work is is just an absolute fertile ground for for terrible terrible things to happen. I used to work at a place where it was in a building, ground floor, small office, but we had like three quarters of the building. And when we expanded, it was like, hey, great, we're going to expand. We're going to have a bigger break room now. But what they did was they expanded the break room, so it like butted right up against the bathrooms. So you could hear everything going on in the bathroom. So at lunchtime, you know, you, you could hear people doing their business while you're trying to get your sandwich. Terrible. Places of employment just shouldn't have plumbing. Yeah, actually, my last job, the problem was that just the accoutrements around the plumbing. That, like, if somebody happened to be walking out of the bathroom and opened the door while you were standing at the urinal and somebody walked <laughs> by the hall down the hall, they could probably catch you taking a leak with a pretty full-on view. That's terrible. There was a very short deck on the little sidewall there. and uh, Yeah, you almost <laughs> had what to you like... called it? No, deck. Oh. You know, you had to kind of angle your body away to, to like shield your tiny, tiny unit. And it, it was scary. <laughs> it was a very sad thing. That is... 
You know what I ended up doing at the old place of employment where you could hear, you yeah. know, what's going on in there? Yeah. I just went with it. You know, there was no hiding what was going on, so I I would try to put on an audio display. So you'd embellish a little. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. You'd drop your shoe in the toilet a couple of times. <laughs> this water's cold. <laughs> and deep, too. And de- I'd flush it. It's caught. It's caught. <laughs> I think really that made people enjoy their lunchtime a little bit more. You never work there anymore. No, I I was not invited to return. (laughs) I am not surprised. I should just go back and do that at lunch sometime. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, it's me. I got to use a can. (laughs) Just out of the blue. Yeah. I don't think they locked that front door. I could probably just walk in. You probably could. Why don't we listen to another tune? Let's do it. All right, this is from the band Helltrack, who we uh, visited with back in episode 62. The tune is from their latest album, which came out this year, The Year We Make Contact. This is Son of the Minotaur.
Is that son of the Minotaur or was that son of the Minotaur? I always said Minotaur, but uh, but I, you laughed at me when I said dinosaur, and now I have to say you dinosaur. You know what? You're right. That's funny, because yeah, it's absolutely dinosaur, but it's absolutely Minotaur. So it's like uh, salmon and almond, because it's okay. not a fucking almond. Although no. I've heard people pronounce it that way. There's this dude that lives in my neighborhood that pronounces it almond, just because he's a farmer that has an almond orchard. <laughs> Don't buy it. <laughs> Still don't buy it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't hold truck with the Ammons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, I, I had a run in with him tonight because I heard this this alarm, car alarm going off in our like down the block. I'm like, oh, car alarm, better check it out. Go out the door, look outside. Sure enough, his truck is in the street, door open, someone messing around inside of it like kind of leaning over, like messing around under the steering column area. And I had this moment of like, ah, oh, crap. Now I have to actually do something about this. <laughs> no. So what did you but do, dude? turned out to be the owner of the truck. It was him. He, he was having oh. some alarm problem. Oh, whew. For a moment there, you though, you thought his, his car was being hotwired or something. Yeah, I thought some guy was trying to steal his truck. And you were going to have to like totally Spider-Man, like give the guy crazy eyes or something to scare him away. Yeah, I'm not sure what I was going to do. I hit him with a chair or something. Scream like a girl and start... Scream like a girl and run away or like <laughs> tiptoe backwards into my house and pretend I didn't see anything. I'm calling the police now! Here I'm calling the cops! <laughs> you hear me? No, you couldn't hear me. The car alarm's going off. 911! There's a man! <laughs> Jesus. What's wrong with me? I don't know. Well, there's always a weird situation, you know, when you have to, like, make that decision of, okay, I could do this, and I might be putting myself in danger. Yeah. Yeah. Guy might turn around with a burglary tool and plant it in my skull. Right, and you're just trying to do the right thing. That's why you should never do the right thing. (laughs) Speaking of which, got a political rant tonight? Dude, I do. Uh, You know me, I like words. Words are fun, and I like the way... The politicians try to craft words and bend words to their will. And the Democrats finally have been making a little bit of headway by pointing out that the tax breaks continue to go to the richest of the rich. Why are we giving lower taxes to the super rich when everyone else is paying more and more and more for less and less and less? And the Republicans... We're having a real hard time countering that message. What they would say is, we're giving tax breaks to the richest, you know, one-tenth of one percent of the people because they are the the ones that make jobs. When their taxes are lower, you know, more jobs are made. Read, they are the ones who pay for our stakes. Right. The, the jobs that are made are the jobs of the politicians. And that whole thing, I've never quite understood why no one has called bullshit on that if we've been giving these clowns tax breaks since the Bush era, where the fuck are the jobs? At what point are the jobs supposed to start happening? Because <laughs> I don't see it happening yet. But Yeah, it's not like anyway. employment is booming, right? Yeah, the more the longer you've been giving these guys tax breaks, the less jobs there have been. So, hmm. Anyway, I noticed the Republicans have started calling the super rich, not the super rich, they've started calling them the job creators. 
So now they're saying the Democrats want to raise taxes on the job creators. I just thought that was a real clever little thing. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but watch it. That's what they're saying. That's how they're trying to counter that message. Well, it sounds so much nicer than like the puppy rapers. <laughs> it does, yeah. The puppy raper thing really got no traction. There was, yeah, all. they put up a trial balloon, and the focus groups really did not like that particular phraseology. No, it played really well in one very slim demographic, and frankly, cats. Cats are evil, though. They're evil, and they don't vote. That's the thing about cats. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> You know, another word that the, the Republicans sort of twisted the meaning on to their own purposes, and they did so brilliantly, is the word elite. Now, elite or one who was an elitist or an elite attitude or an elite uh, education, elite anything, has this sort of taint of smugness and evilness and incompetence about it. It's just sort of a weird thing they've done when really elite means the best. Mm -hmm. Like if you go to a doctor, do you want to go to an elite doctor? Yeah. If I'm getting brain surgery, I want to go to an elite brain surgeon. Not but, me. Uh, I want to go to a prestige brain surgeon. <laughs> you want to go to the brain surgeon of the people. I don't want, I don't want a career brain surgeon fresh out of the medical elite institution. I want a brain surgeon me. that puts his pants on just like me. <laughs> I want a soccer mom. <laughs> A hockey mom brain surgeon. Someone that's in touch with my values. In touch with your what? I don't know. They knock you out there in touch with all kinds of things. They probably take pictures. <laughs> you don't even know. And it's okay. You know what? If that lowers my medical bill by taking unconscious pornography of me, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm pretty sure that's one of the forms you sign anyway, granting them rights to that. So carry on. I don't know. That's, that's my really twisted political rant. That was it? Yeah. You know what? One other thing. It's Christmas, so damn it. I think that we ought to remember to celebrate Christmas just like our founding fathers did in this great nation. They ignored it, and they went to work on Christmas. So if you don't go to work on Christmas, why do you hate America? <laughs> there. That's my political rant. Can we listen to some music now? Yeah. Who are we going to listen to this time? Tip to bass! <laughs> Those guys are awesome. From episode 69... Of course. <laughs> this is speaking of pictures that have been taken of me while I was unconscious. <laughs> this is professioneer.
Once again, that was Tip to Bass. You can enjoy more of their music in episode 69 of the Bone Bad Show. They are currently, I see a post every once in a while on Facebook that they're playing around town in Seattle. So you need to go check them out the next time they're playing near you. How about a little multimedia triage? How about it? You know what I finally saw? What? Fresh to Blu-ray. I finally saw a chick flick that guys can get involved with because I saw Friends with Benefits. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, the Milikunas side boob extravaganza. <laughs> really? Yeah. If you like Milikunas, and who doesn't? And you like side boobs. And if you like side boobs. <laughs> you sound like one of those K-Tel commercials, dude. <laughs> Side boobs of the 70s. If you like being a Kunis and you like side boobs, you'll love... Friends with Benefits. So sorry. Anyway, this go ahead. This is Casey Casey. For the long-distance dedication to Mila Kunis' side boob. Speaking yeah. of which, do you have those photos of her side boob that I was promised? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, anyway, utterly predictable movie. Mildly amusing. Just watch it for Mila Kunis. I'll say this. You watch romantic comedies like a motherfucker. Is that You know, like, I found that's true. It's either like 18 gallons of blood or it's a romantic comedy. I can't remember the last time you reviewed, frankly, an 18 gallons of blood movie for the show. Like the last several episodes, it's been just one romantic comedy after another. I'm I starting think my to wonder about levels you. are getting a little high. Yes, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I, well, you you need to go watch something with car crashes and machine gun fire immediately. I, sitting right here in front of me, what I would be doing were I not podcasting, I've got uh, 30 minutes or less right there. I could be watching that. I thought that was a porno. <laughs> no, no. That's my homemade porno, and that's 30 <laughs> seconds or less. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> Gone with the wind. <laughs> what was the other one that you did? Was that Furious Five? Fast Five. <laughs> the Fast, the fast and by Curious. <laughs> that was yours. <laughs> by Curious. That wasn't bad. That was fairly quick. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and we got dick jokes galore. <laughs> Bum bad. <laughs> And to offset my strangely effeminate movie watching, uh, I have been listening to the new Pine Box Boys Christmas EP. Yes, which is Which awesome. is nice. You know, I thought about playing a cut from that, this episode, and then I thought, no, go buy it. Yeah, go buy it. <laughs> if you like Christmas songs about some sort of insectoid Santa that comes down and eats children's fingers and toes, you really need to own that. Yes, it's awesome. And then there's the drunken... The drunken ballad, Christmas ballad, <laughs> Christmas or whatever that is. Exactly. For eight bucks, you can get a ornament for your tree. You can get a Christmas card and these two downloadable tracks. But spring for the extra two bucks to get the autographed card from Lester Raw. It's not just autographed; it's personalized. I have that up with my Christmas cards. Are you going to read yours? Uh I don't have it here in front of me. Because mine's really funny. Yeah, mine's here. really funny, too. I've got mine. Don't ruin it for people. They should just get their own. No, but they're all different. That's the thing. They're like oh. a, a fucked up snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Lester wrote to me. Happy holidays, Stephen. I just got a Christmas card from my drunk uncle sticker. 
It had one of those letters people write to tell you everything that happened this year. Here are some of the highlights. Number one, Sticker completed his probation. He promptly celebrated it by getting another DUI. Two, he started a Ponzi scheme. Three, he met three new illegitimate children. Four, joined the Rotary Club. (laughs) Five, he enjoyed his sixth lifetime alien abduction. And six, he's saving to take a trip to Thailand. Seven, he asked for your address. He plans to visit. Merry Xmas and a new year, Lester T. Raw. That's awesome. Yeah, mine is equally as funny and not at all like that. No, he does every one. I, I don't know what he's doing. He sits down and he'll personalize them. It's worth the extra two bucks, and it's probably only going to be available through Christmas. So by all means, get on that. Get on it, man. And you know what I've been playing and I will be playing for at least 293 hours? <laughs> What's that? Skyrim. Skyrim. I've already killed two dragons. God knows how many zombie things I've slain. I put more arrows into livestock and uh, wild game than I know what to do with. <laughs> and I, I am just getting started. And you, you probably partook in some partake, partaked or partook. What is the plural of that? I would say partook. Okay. Uh, some some yeah. quality digital crafting, no? Oh, my gosh. I've crafted potions. I've cooked things. I've improved armor. I've tanned leather like nobody's business. What I don't understand about this game is people have no no sense of personal space. You, like, walk right into somebody's house and they're sleeping there and go into their bedroom and look around and they'll get up out of bed and, and start chatting with you. Like, oh, hi. So you're in my bedroom. <laughs> I don't think that's at all odd. Someone will be, like, harvesting their garden, like, hoeing their row of cabbages, and you can just go pick all the cabbages right in front of them. No problem. It's kind of odd. Oblivion's like that, too, unless you go to the trouble of picking their lock. If you pick their lock, and then you're going to get the, the gendarmes after you. Yeah. And then it's funny because, like, you'll actually fuck up. You don't really mean to do something. You'll be in a restaurant or a, a store, and you'll hit the space bar. And you'll snatch a cabbage or something, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you'll you'll be confronted by these guards who were like, "Okay, pay the fine, or you will go to prison, all or right, we'll try to kill snatcher. you." Yeah, exactly. And it's like that was a mistake. So I quickly learned the code for player dot pay fine. I just use that whenever I make a mistake now because it happens quite often. Or if you're in a fight, say th- this big monster comes out of nowhere, right, and you're hacking at it, and oh, yeah. Uh, these other people jump in to help, or you like are saving another guy and you accidentally cut him while you're hacking oh. at the monster, the guards will come after you for that, too. I cannot tell you how many times I've accidentally set somebody on fire. <laughs> Get out of my way! Well, you know, I actually just finished Oblivion recently, and I'm glad I finished the main storyline. It was awesome. And I had Morrowind for some reason, which is like the, the two-ago of Skyrim, right? So it goes Morrowind, yeah. Oblivion, and then Skyrim. And I was looking online, and I don't know why I even bought Morrowind. It was like probably for 15 bucks or something like that. But there is this mod out there in the world that allows you, while you're playing in the Oblivion engine, to import all the content from Morrowind. Nice. And so it's basically like getting a free new game. And so you import it in, and it's got just a whole different storyline in a different country. And it's really cool. And, you know, for the price, you can probably get Morrowind for PC now. I, I'm sure it's really super cheap. 
So if you're interested and you don't want to spend the whole 60 bucks for Skyrim right now, maybe check that out. The name of that patch is More Oblivion. So look for that at moreoblivion.com. Right on. But uh, yeah, but I'm playing Skyrim on the Xbox, and it's fun. All those games are fun. They they have yeah. for the most part they've got good stories. There's a lot of stuff to occupy your time with that a lot of times has nothing to do with the actual plot. I'm I was walking up a trail and various animals started cruising across. I thought, oh, what a great time to up my archery skill because the more you do something, the better you get at it. And so I'm I'm shooting at rabbits and whatnot and. You know, one shot, you hit the rabbit, it's dead. You, you go and harvest the pelt or whatever, upping my archery skill. But this big goat comes out of nowhere, and I shoot it right in the forehead. And it's got this arrow, like, sticking out like a unicorn now. But it takes more than one shot to kill a goat. And then I ended up, like, chasing this goat all across the countryside with this big arrow sticking out the front of its head, I actually felt bad. I felt like I'd done so, like I'd actually shot some animal and wounded it. it yeah, you're not very humane. That's not sportsmanlike. No, it was a real dick thing to do. But no penalty for that. But no, no, you accidentally steal a cabbage. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding out for Skyrim Buckmaster DLC. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? It's like you're hiking all over the same mountains with a compound bow. Yeah. Or a 12-gauge buckshot in it. You know, just something terrible. <laughs> What's occupying your time besides uh, more oblivion? Uh, I've been playing a couple of video games. Uh, first, from Jam RT, I've been playing an iPod game called Tube Hero. Hmm. And no, it's not a porn simulator. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask. Because <laughs> like... that is what you named your penis, isn't it? <laughs> what, Tube Hero? Tube Hero, yes. But it is a rhythm game, kind of like your Guitar Hero. <laughs> kind of like your penis. Exactly. Kind of like Guitar Hero and things like that. There's three tracks that come down the screen. And silver balls, like pinballs, kind of flow down it. And you tap on them when they reach a certain point, along with the beat of the music. And you basically add up multipliers and scores, as you would in any sort of a musical game. And uh, it, this one's claim to fame is that you download it. It costs, I think, two bucks. And then you can have access to playing the music that you already own on your iPod. The kind of one thing, though, that I don't think is awesome. Basically, you could get like four songs for free, but then you have to pay like a buck ninety nine to unlock the license rights to play songs additional songs own. for songs you already own. I traded emails with uh, one of the programmers at JamRT, and he mentioned that the competition, I guess, when he's probably talking about games like uh, Tap Tap and stuff like that, that the songs are like three ninety nine, So it's actually kind of a deal to only pay one ninety nine. And I guess if, if you're somebody who you're doing that, then maybe Tube Hero is a good thing for you. But, uh, you know, I just have a problem with kind of paying again to play with music you own. And maybe that's what happened with that, what was that Power Jam game? You remember that one we played yeah. at PAX? That that company folded. And maybe that was a result of the whole, you know, licensing thing. I don't know. I mean, now with, you know, the whole SOPA and all that crazy stuff going on. Yeah, I don't know. I think that licensing is getting harder and harder to do is what it sounds like. And so, you know, those musical games, that, that might be a challenge going forward. But um, the, the format of the game is nice. It's got a slick interface to it, and playing it is pretty fun. I will say that when you tap it, the, like a little light will go off to tell you, <laughs> stop. <laughs> when you tap on your balls, 
when you okay to increase your to increase your multiplier there's a visual cue (laughs) (laughs) but there's no aural cue you don't hear anything in the headphones and i wish it would make it to tell you if you're hitting exactly or not to be able to hear like a little ping or some kind of a very subtle sound it doesn't give you any of that which you know maybe that's because the licensing thing they can't do anything over the music i don't know but it's kind of weird that there's no audio feedback to tell you that you're doing well is this game more fun to play than it is to listen to you talk about because i am falling asleep i'm sorry it's fun as any rhythm game is and it's a good format but like i said without hearing uh, any sort of audio feedback you can't really tell if you're doing well and it kind of leaves me cold the whole paying two more bucks for music i already own so I don't know. I have mixed feelings on this one. A game I'm enjoying a lot more that I received for the 3DS this week from Majesco is Nano Assault. It is a 3D kind of space shooter. You're basically this little dinky nano spaceship and you're blowing up germs. And what's cool about it is each level, I think there's 32 different worlds, and each level changes like some of them are like... uh, Mario Super Mario Galaxy where you'll so be So wait, these germs are in space? Nah, it's just it's cuz it's your little ship, so it's almost like a space shooter, but it's really I guess an inner space sort of a thing. But you're flying around germs and you're shooting all kinds of different little disgusting creatures that are they're climbing out of it. And sometimes you're rotating around the world like in Super Mario Galaxy, sometimes you're flying like through tunnels like in the Star Wars game. Sometimes you're going down a big hole. I mean, there's they use 3D really. So you spin cre- around a ball, you shoot out a tube and into a hole. What are you playing? <laughs> See, you just take everything dirty. That's your problem. You say everything dirty. Anyway, Nano Assault, the graphics are and really isn't great. Nano Assault what you named your penis? No. Come on, man. You're not helping me. Sorry. <laughs> I actually physically have my hand over my mouth. <laughs> So with Nano Assault, the graphics are really great. It looks really cool. And what I am pretty impressed about is the fact that they use 3D in so many different ways. It isn't samey like a lot of space shooter or that type of a game would be. Each level is very different, and they have a unique way of using the 3D, and it's really fun. It does have that one same issue that I had with Mario Kart, though, is if you're jerking it around and frantically... (laughs) Yeah. If you're jerking the 3DS around frantically trying to shoot at shit, you will lose the 3D effect. So, caveat Don't M-tour. jerk it and try to shoot it. Right. So. God, you're terrible. It's incorrigible. So, Nano Assault is definitely a good game. Pick it up. The cool thing about it is, you know, all the other games that I have for the 3DS are kind of cutesy. And this one isn't at all. It has a much more hardcore gamer sort of a look to it. Well, that's great. What else you digging? That's it. Really? That's I'm it? Thinking, no, that's not That's not true. I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book with blood and fire and bullets, although there is a chick in it. I'm reading Lost in Shangri-La by Michael Zuckoff. You read that? <laughs> there is a woman in it, but she has a woman's disease. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, and my question is, if your name's Zuckoff. But she has a quirky gay, she has a quirky gay friend. Who always has the best lines. Yeah. And they live in these colossal apartments in New York. No. Lost in Shangri-La is the true story 
of a plane that went down in New Guinea towards the end of World War II. And it crashed into this valley where there were people that were literally a Stone Age tribe of people. And the plane went down, it blew up, just about everybody died. The three survivors were, were seriously injured. And it's the story of the rescue, at least the rescue attempt. I don't know how it's all going to work out because I'm not done. But uh, the event that transpired in the, the depths of uncharted, unmapped New Guinea towards the end of World War II. So it's a cool book, at least so far. Cool. Is that a hardcover or paperback? Or Well, what I'm reading is a hardcover. And it, you'd find it under nonfiction. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we, if that's it for you, why don't we listen to another tune? Let's. What are you liking next? I'm liking Warp 11, Fuck the Hive, from their amazing Borgasm CD.
mean seriously. Fuck the hive. What has the hive ever done for me? <laughs> exactly. Once again, Warp 11. You may recall them from episode 74 because they're awesome. Yeah. Go back and listen to that one again. It's a keeper. So, dude, filthy jokes? Filthy jokes. So, uh, in honor of our friends at Death Star who did Doing Your Mom. Steve. Yeah. What's the difference between your mom and a mosquito? What? When I slap a mosquito, it stops sucking on me. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> nice. Thank you. God, I've been waiting to tell you that joke. The funny thing is I was picturing your mom when I heard the joke. You picture my mom a lot, don't you? <laughs> uh, so it's Christmas Eve, and these three guys are coming home from a Christmas party when they are killed in a violent head-on car accident. Yay, Christmas! <laughs> suddenly, they all find themselves at the pearly gates waiting to enter heaven. St. Peter's standing there, of course, and he tells them that due to the holiday, before they can enter, they must present something Christmassy. The first man rifles through his pockets and finds a candy cane, so St. Peter waves him through. The second man checks his pockets and presents a sprig of mistletoe, so he is also allowed in. The third man reaches around into his pockets for a moment and pulls out a decidedly moist pair of women's panties. Confused with his last gesture, St. Peter asks, and how do these represent Christmas? The third man answers, they're carols? <laughs> nice. Thank you. I liked that one, too. All right. Well, a thank yous to... Uh, Really, all the bands and musicians who are cool enough to allow us to play their music this year. It was awesome to visit with so many cool people in the interviews and to kind of discover a lot of great music that we hadn't heard previously. So thank you, all of you. But specifically, this episode, thanks once again to Grammar Club, Beefy and Shell Riley. Thanks to Helltrack. Thanks to Tip to Bass. Warp 11, of course. And soon... Southside, our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or email us at steve at bonehand.com. We have new content on bonehand.com every Sunday, including the heavy half hour. I actually just published a sort of holiday episode last week, so you might want to check that out if you're in the mood. Yana, you can find my work, such as it is, a new cartoon weekly at mightywombat.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Mighty underscore Wombat. And I occasionally post on the Bone Bat Facebook thingamabob. <laughs> yes, you do. We also have a Bone Bat Twitter feed, so you can follow us over there. Especially if you want to hear news about the upcoming Bone Bat Film Festival. Yay. Yay. Thank you, of course, for listening. If you like what we do, please tell a friend. Our last tune tonight. This is one of my favorite songs of the year. And yeah? we placed it in an episode that was so packed full of music that it really didn't get the time to shine that it deserves. So this is from the Seattle band Southside off of their brand new free album, Science Diction, which you can download at scrubclub.com. This is called Shake Em Up. I hope you dig it. And of course, happy holidays. Happy and holidays. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I've got a Christmassy one.
morning I was in the breeze And when a touchdown I'm bound to bring his top to his knees Two rocks in the scotch flank Roll in the sock Fit to finger big leads Biological clock Stop Wait can you hear it? About to land a lucky strike Got the American spirit Damn be the man All the bones complying About to smoke up this felt Like my name was off the Brian walking up a trail and this big goat comes out of nowhere and you know because the more you do something the better you get at it mm-hmm. so i just went with it you know there was no hiding what was going on and then i ended up like doing this goat all across the countryside like oh jesus oh, 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 oh. 